0: Every subscription will come with a free Heritage ham, $25 off, and Good Ranchers lifetime quality commitment. That's GoodRanchers.com, code DailyWire.
1: We are living in clown world. You probably already knew that. The evidence is all around us. Well, here's another piece. Chicago residents have now for months had a difficult time reporting crimes at the Central District Police Station because dozens of illegal aliens have been camping out in the lobby and the hallways and the bathrooms of the police station. According to one officer, quote, people who want to report crimes and walk into the police station are met with minimal space, nauseating smells, and children running, sleeping, and playing throughout the entire lobby. At night, the migrant adults reportedly take the heaters and the couches for themselves while they force the children to sleep without pillows or blankets on the floor. Now, In a saner age of American politics, this situation would be less a problem than a solution. In an earlier age, the police would have been thrilled if illegal aliens just sauntered right into their police station because it would have been much easier for law enforcement to enforce the law and deport them. But we're not living in any of those earlier halcyon eras of politics. We're not living in the traditional American nation. We're living in Clown World, and in the Chicago subdivision of Clown World, the new mayor is hard at work trying to build those illegal aliens, permanent housing, and give them the right to vote. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. We have got a lot to get to today. You know how they're not transing your kids in school? You know how the libs say they're just not at all transing your kids in school? Well, there is a non-binary trans teacher in Texas at a middle school who's very upset that legislators are not going to let him trans the kids in school anymore, which they're not doing, by the way. But he's really upset that he doesn't doesn't get to do it anymore. But before we get to that subdivision of clown world, we have to remain for just a moment in Chicago because Chicago has a new mayor. Uh, Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson, who is taking over after Lori Lightfoot. Uh, Brandon Johnson is running on a very, very leftist agenda, or he ran on a very, very leftist agenda and won on it. This includes opening up certain elections to illegal aliens. Uh, This includes building permanent housing for illegal aliens, uh, all obviously a taxpayer expense. Uh, This includes a $1 billion liberal giveaway agenda to many people, including people who are not even citizens. All of which I bring up, not because I'm surprised that Chicago's in a bad spot, but just because the impossible happened. Lori Lightfoot was a terrible, terrible mayor of Chicago. And yet, if this guy gets even a quarter of what he wants... Chicagoans are going to look back on the Lightfoot era, and they're, gonna, they're going to call that the good old days. It's, it's amazing. Sometimes you don't know what you got till it's gone. And that's not a defense of the terrible mayors and governors and politicians, but it is an indictment of the way that our country is moving. Our politics is headed in a bad direction. <laughs> and it's just undeniable. This is why Joe Biden is so much worse than Barack Obama. Joe Biden is so much worse than Barack Obama, not because Joe Biden is more ideologically radical, not because Joe Biden is particularly more nefarious than Barack Obama is. In many ways, he's not. In many ways, Joe Biden is a more moderate type of politician than Barack Obama ever was. Joe Biden is just a convenience politician. He licks his finger. He puts it up in the air. He tries to figure out which way the wind is blowing. Barack Obama actually has beliefs. Barack Obama has a somewhat coherent ideology. So why is Biden so much more radical? Why is it that Barack Obama ran on how marriage is the sacred union between a man and a woman and Joe Biden is is demanding that we trans the little kids in their elementary schools? How the hell did that happen? It's not because of the individual politicians. It's because of the movement of our politics. And conservatives need to be aware of this because it shows you how difficult the challenge before us is. There's that good old line about the difference between a conservative optimist and a conservative pessimist. And the conservative pessimist says things can't get any worse. And the conservative optimist says, oh, yes, they can. Look at Chicago. How could things get any work in Chicago? Chicago is like a third world country. Chicago is like a war-torn nation in the Middle East. And it is poised to get worse. That's where the movement is in our culture. That's where the, the, the powers that be in our culture are moving. So it's no surprise there are a lot of people who are going to run for president this cycle to try to turn things around. Not just in the Republican Party, by the way. There is a reformer who has a lot of support among conservatives, who has a significant platform among Democrats, who has just announced he is going to run for president as a Democrat. You know the forces are going to be after him. And when the powers that be don't like what you're up to, at the very least, you've got to use a VPN. That's why you got to check out ExpressVPN. Right now, go to expressvpn.com slash Knowles. Companies are not just selling products anymore. They are selling you. They grab your web history, email metadata, and video searches to create a detailed profile of you and then sell that off to the highest bidder. When you go online without a VPN, ISPs can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent to ad companies and tech giants then use it to target you. To keep my data private, when I go online, I use ExpressVPN. It sounds very complicated, but you know that I am a complete Luddite. And so I I can assure you, all you got to do is open the app, tap one button on whatever device you're using, boom, you are done. If, like me, you believe that your data or your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market Go to expressvpn.com slash Knowles, and get three extra months for free. That expressvpncom is slash Knowles, expressvpn.com slash Knowles to learn more. We got a new presidential candidate. Not just Trump, not just, DeSantis hasn't declared yet, but he's obviously running. Not just Vivek, not just Nikki, not just Tim Scott wants to run, not just those guys. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's running against Joe Biden. He is now the third Democrat candidate in the race. Joe Biden, obviously running for re-election. Marianne Williamson, who ran against the dark psychic forces in the kind of woo-woo new agey lane in 2020. And now RFK Jr. RFK Jr., people are going to laugh at him in the race. He's a very, very interesting candidate. Because... RFK Jr. has a lot of cred on both sides of the aisle. For much of his career, he didn't have much cred on either side of the aisle, but he he really does have a lot of cred. He's a well-established environmental lawyer. He's a Kennedy. (laughs) He comes from the most prominent democratic political family in the United States. He is a lib on a ton of issues, but he is a huge critic of vaccines. He's one of the OG critics of vaccines. People laughed at him as though he were totally crazy, especially conservatives laughed at him as though he were crazy. And then during COVID, when the medical establishment lied to us about the efficacy and safety of the vaccines, all of a sudden, a lot of conservatives started to pay attention to RFK Jr. In fact, RFK Jr. started making appearances predominantly on conservative shows. So he will be running as a Democrat, as one of the most mainstream type of Democrats that exist against the corruption in the Democrat Party. Does that mean his campaign will go anywhere? Probably not, but the Kennedys have access to fundraising. RFK Jr. is an established politician. And I could see a number of conservatives supporting him, at least in a primary, just as a middle finger to the current administration. His his shot of winning the nomination pretty low, but you've got a president who can barely say his own name. You've got the only other challenge right now in the Democrat party is from the woo woo new age lady. RFK Jr is not completely insane to throw his hat into this race. Now, on the Republican side of things, President Trump has just picked up another Senate endorsement this from Cindy Hyde Smith. Cindy Hyde Smith has become the sixth sitting U.S. senator to formally endorse Trump. Among those other senators, you've got Lindsey Graham, Mark Wayne Mullen, Eric Schmidt, Tommy Tuberville, and J.D. Vance, which is a, a pretty broad smattering. Lindsey Graham definitely comes from the more moderate wing of the party. Sometimes his critics call him Lindsey Grahamnesty. But then you've got J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance is representing not only the more conservative wing of the party, but J.D. is representing the rising, more populist, more blue-collar-focused wing of the party. Cindy Hyde Smith, Smith, rather strong conservative leader. So you're starting to see that momentum pick up. But then while that's happening, Ron DeSantis is picking up some endorsements in the Congress too. Ron DeSantis just got the endorsement of Thomas Massey. Thomas Massey is a conservative darling. Thomas Massey is one of the conservatives' favorite type of congressman. And Thomas Massey said, America needs a leader who is decisive, respects the Constitution, understands policy, puts family first, and leads by inspiring. He says, that's why I'm endorsing Ron DeSantis for president. I've been honored to call Ron DeSantis a friend for over a decade. During the six years we served together in Congress, I witnessed Ron fight for economic freedom, personal liberty, fiscal responsibility, and constitutionally limited government. This makes... Uh, Thomas Massey, the second uh, conservative leader who has come out in, in favor of DeSantis in the Congress. The first one would be Chip Roy. He's another conservative darling. He said America needs a leader who will truly defend her and empower the people against the destructive force of unrestrained government and corporate excess profligate spending and woke cultural indoctrination. Okay, so what does this mean? It means it's anybody's race. It means it's anybody's race. You're seeing these two congressional endorsements Uh, for Ron DeSantis, coming after Ron DeSantis was a congressional leader for, uh, you know, a number of years. And then you're seeing some people pay back a little, a little political uh, favor to Donald Trump as well. And I I suppose, sincerely believe in him as well. But look, it's two people in the Congress and six people in the Senate. It's anybody's race. These guys are virtually neck and neck, depending on what polls you're looking at. So this is a big deal. Now, an even bigger deal and I'm not taking credit for this, but in New Hampshire, in New Hampshire, not New Hampshire, rather, North Carolina, where I am right now, uh, the state legislature has flipped. The state legislature, not exactly flipped. It's not as though the Democrats had one of the houses, but the state legislature now has a supermajority for Republicans in both chambers. Representative Tricia Cotham is defecting from the Democrat Party, joining the GOP, delivering Republican supermajorities in both chambers of the state legislature. The modern day Democratic Party, she says, has become unrecognizable to me and to so many others throughout this state and this country. Uh, Totally, totally true. There are a lot of Democrats like this. One of the Democrats like this is RFK Jr., Uh, other Democrats like this, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin is probably going to run as a Democrat if he runs at all for president, but he's going to run as a conservative Democrat. And now you've got a Democrat in North Carolina who says, no, I'm going to join the Republicans, gives the Republicans a lot of power. So there's, there's Republican power that's bubbling up. I was talking to Elisa the other day about this and I said, is everybody a Republican? She said it to me. She goes, Is everybody secretly a Republican? Because you all kind of look around and you say, I don't know, there are a lot of people who you know who will kind of wink and say, Hey, Michael, keep up the good work. Or they'll say, hey, I secretly voted for Trump, or hey, this, that, or the other thing. But the culture makes you think that everyone is trans, everyone is woke, everyone supports BLM, Bud Light now is putting transvestites on their cans. So what's going on? It's that the The people who have the biggest microphones, the people who control the liberal establishment, they're very, very vocal. But there is a bubbling up. It's not just a fantasy to say that conservatives have a uh, silent majority. I don't know if we have a silent majority. We certainly have a silent plurality, though. We have a lot of people who have become frustrated, and some of them are beginning to break. And some of them are saying, you know what? I'm leaving this party. Speaking of flipping states, Eric Holcomb, the Republican governor of Indiana, has banned gender affirming care for minors. Gender affirming care just means mutilating kids. Uh, this is a big deal, not because it, it, this, this should be a particularly hard vote, but it's a big deal because Eric Holcomb, who I really like a lot personally, Eric Holcomb certainly is a little more moderate than some of the people in the GOP. And so it was, it was up in the air as to whether he would actually do this. He's come out, he says, no, you can't trans the kids in the state of Indiana. What this means is that the moderates are there too. What we've heard from a lot of the libs and the squishes in the GOP is, don't touch these cultural issues, don't touch the trans stuff, don't touch any, Just you, you just focus on taxes and you just f- focus on totally anodyne issues. No, the moderates are here too. Of course, everyone knows that it's insane to put poor little kids on puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones and chop their genitals off. Everyone knows it. This is a unifying issue for the GOP. This is going to be a unifying issue for centrists and center-left people, too. So don't go squishy, Republicans. This is a big winner. Now, speaking of the transgender agenda, Dylan Mulvaney has picked up a new sponsorship. Not Bud Light. I think he's got every corporation in America. He's now picked up Nike. Here is his announcement. Yup, This is Dylan Mulvaney just dancing and jiggling around, tagging Nike. In a way, I get it. In a way, I get why the corporations are attracted to this guy. There's two levels to it. It's not just that they're intimidated by the woke people and the LGBT shtapo. In part, it's because the character that Dylan Mulvaney has created, I'm not saying this about Dylan Mulvaney as a human being, as a child of God, As uh, I'm saying this at whatever show Dylan Mulvaney is putting on is a freak show. And freak shows are very interesting. Dylan Mulvaney is putting on a circus, and people, people like to go to the circus. People don't want to be clowns. People don't want elephants living in their home, but they get a kick out of the circus, okay? And so I can see how corporations might be attracted to that. They say, this guy's getting a lot of attention. We want publicity. Here we go. On top of that, the liberal elite want to promote this idea of transgenderism, so, so they're attracted to that as well. This is the most absurd one that Dylan Mulvaney has gotten yet. It's the most absurd one because he's selling sports bras. He doesn't have breasts, but he is selling sports bras. As society becomes more isolated as community breaks down, as we live more of our lives virtually, as the real tangible world has less and less of an effect on how we go about our day-to-day, we are going to increasingly live in this clown world. We (laughs) We are going to increasingly live in this world where law enforcement doesn't enforce the law, where sports bras aren't for breasts, I I say this all the time. The the libs always go for this. They want meatless sausage. The libs want decaffeinated coffee. The libs, they want the appearance of things, but they don't care about the essence or the function or the utility of the thing at all. The men are going to be women. Now, speaking of transgenderism, uh, we've got some slight updates, not really updates, on the Nashville shooting. Uh, According to the Nashville Police Department, The motive for the shooter's actions has not been established and remains under investigation by the Homicide Unit in consultation with the FBI's Behavioral Analysis Unit. It is known that the shooter considered the actions of other mass murderers. Okay, the key here is FBI. The FBI is involved here. Initially, this was being treated as a local matter. Remember, the Daily Wire asked for comment from the Memphis FBI office. They said, oh, it's being treated by as a local matter, it's being treated by the Nashville police. Now the FBI are involved, and the FBI involvement greatly decreases the likelihood that we will learn the real motive here. It, it does, because we, we have seen the corruption of the political leadership of the FBI, FBI for seven years now. If Nashville PD, those guys are total straight shooters. I bet we would know a lot more about this case if they were really running the show. But we've got the FBI involved, which means we've got the DOJ involved, which means we've got the Biden administration and all the apparatchiks involved, which means we're not going to find out. Something that will be really telling, and we haven't seen it yet, but what we'll be really telling about whether we ever get the real motive here is how the FBI talks about the shooter. If the FBI refers to the shooter as Audrey and uses the pronouns she and her, maybe we'll, we'll get some more information, because what the FBI will be signaling is, no, we're grounded in reality. We're not going to push this absurd transgender ideology. If the FBI refers to the shooter as Aiden and calls her him and he, then we know for a fact we will never find out anything about the reality of this shooting. And we won't do that because we won't even find out anything about the reality of the shooter because the people who are leading the investigation have divorced themselves from reality. Now, when when you want to bring yourself back to reality, physical reality, and spiritual reality, you got to check out Hallow. Right now, go to Hallow.com slash Knowles. In a society rife with anti-religious ideologies, like the ones that we hear from the Libs on a daily basis, it can be incredibly challenging to ground oneself in what we know to be true and good. Choose today to embrace your faith and start building a habit of prayer. Join me and thousands of others on Hallow the number one Christian prayer app in the United States. Download the app for free at hallow.com slash Knowles. Check out Father Mike Schmitz's Bible in a Year. It's my favorite podcast. It's available on the Hallow app for brief daily readings and reflections or pray alongside Mark Wahlberg and Jonathan Rumi, who portrays Jesus in The Chosen. With Hallow, you can customize a personal prayer plan that works for you. Listen wherever you are with downloadable offline sessions. It's a fabulous app. Go to hallow.com. You can download it and you will get an exclusive three months for free. That is three months absolutely free at hallow.com. Now, if I told you that I came up with a new ideology that was so fantastic it would require killing millions of people just to ensure it lasts, you would think that I was out of my mind. And yet, that is exactly what happened in Soviet Russia during the Cold War. Your Marxist college history professor might have glossed over these facts, but if you watch episode one of the new Daily Wire Plus series called What We Saw, Cold War, you will see just how horrific it really was. Here is a clip from Cold War. The Cold War was not a contest between Coke and Pepsi, two more or less similar societies on a level playing field, no matter how many times it's been described that way. Joseph Stalin, leader of the Soviet Union, personally signed... 40,000 death warrants, including those for his closest friends and family members. Dwight David Eisenhower, president of the United States, once threw a golf club in the general direction of an aide. If you cannot see the difference between these people and the societies that produced and elevate them, then there is something very seriously wrong with you. In Cold War, storyteller and writer Bill Whittle will expose the brutality that was necessary to keep the so-called utopian ideology flourishing. The first episode of Cold War is free for everyone to see. Go to dailywire.com slash coldwar now to watch it. If you want to keep watching, you'll have to become a member. Go to dailywire.com slash coldwar today. So onto the scene here, speaking of the FBI, President Trump comes out yesterday and he says, in all caps, very, very Trump-like prose quote Republicans in Congress should defund the DOJ and FBI until they come to their senses the Democrats have totally weaponized law enforcement in our country and are viciously using this abuse of power to interfere with our already under siege elections to which I say good idea that's a good idea the FBI does a lot of important work there are a lot of good people who work for the FBI I, personally, no agents who are great guys. Yeah. There are a lot of crimes that the FBI has to prosecute and go after that are basically untouched by politics. Yeah, that's true. But a little drop of arsenic is going to spoil the whole pitcher of lemonade, okay? And that little drop of arsenic right now is that federal law enforcement, the DOJ and the FBI have been turned on the political dissidents, the enemies of this regime, as a purely political matter so federal law enforcement doesn't go after the people who burn the country down for 8 months on the left doesn't go after the foreign nationals who are pouring across our border because all of that's politically expedient for the lib doesn't go after the clintons for their manifest crimes doesn't go after joe biden for his crimes they only go after trump And they only go after the Trump supporters, and they go after little grannies who show up to the Capitol Rotunda on, January 6th, the worst day ever in the history of the world. And that's simply unacceptable. And Republicans have the power of the purse right now. And I think they should throw that power around. You have federal law enforcement persecuting the political minority in this country on behalf of the regime, and that's not acceptable. And so in as much as Republicans have any power, they ought to say, okay, you don't get any funding until you quit persecuting conservatives for being conservatives. The the FBI going into Catholic masses, the the traditional Catholic extremists, you know what that means? It means people who go to mass on Sunday, infiltrating those masses. We have the FBI memos. The FBI showing up at the door of pro-life advocates, kicking the door in with the seven children of the perfectly nice pro-life advocate there, hauling them off to the can. It's completely unacceptable. And the Republicans in Congress should say, you don't get any more money until you knock it off. But we have crimes we have to prosecute. Yeah, you do. You better. It's your fault. It is your fault, FBI leadership, that we don't get to prosecute these crimes right now because you've poisoned your agency. So quit, resign, Call off your dogs and then you get your money back and then you can prosecute the crimes and do all the good work that the FBI has done in the past and is supposed to do. But we are not going to let Joe Biden and the Democrats turn federal law enforcement into an attack dog against any conservative he doesn't like. Totally. This is a great idea. People often say, Trump, he's crazy. He's hyperbolic. He's, he'll burn down the government. No, he's saying you got to wield a little political power on the happy occasions when you can do that. And the FBI and the whole liberal establishment knows that this is a real threat. So what they're coming out now and saying is, if you, if you call to de- defund or reform in any way the FBI, you are really instigating violence.
0: I think where the problem comes in is, you know, when you look at the post Mar-a-Lago search, as was pointed out, it was an FBI field office in the Midwest that was attacked. This is not something they didn't. Nobody attacked the FBI field office in Miami or the FBI field office in Tampa and much like New York City can do an extraordinary job locking down and securing the courthouse and the district attorney's office that isn't going to stop somebody in Omaha, Nebraska
1: are up in New Hampshire or El Paso, Texas, who decides that there's a horrible, you know, just miscarriage of justice by the federal government, particularly when you have
0: people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jim Jordan saying we should defund the FBI. So how do you predict somebody who probably may not have all their sanity to begin with?
1: And that's, you know, we're hearing it from the, that Marjorie Taylor Greene and that Jim Jordan. I mean, they're, you're, you're going to expect a lot of violence on the FBI. Okay, first of all, I hope that the FBI is able to protect itself. I should hope that our premier federal law enforcement agency can protect itself from protesters or yokels or any of the other imaginary people that Peter Strzok, a very corrupt FBI official, is talking about right now. A guy known for being a corrupt FBI official, that's his reputation, <laughs> and and for weaponizing the agency to go after Donald Trump. He's saying, well, if... Any Republican member of Congress ever criticizes the FBI, they're, you're endangering the lives of the agents and the field offices. Are you? I don't know. I, I'm a little bit more worried about pro life centers and about crisis pregnancy centers being torched, burned down, vandalized, because that's happening all over the country and very often the perpetrators aren't being prosecuted. I think law enforcement usually can take care of itself. But this is what they always say. They say if you criticize us in any way, you're instigating violence. If, if you won't go along with transgenderism, you're committing a genocide. That's what they say. Uh, just, just to use one example at, at random. It's a corrupt government. You want to see how corrupt the government is? This this is the real, this, this is the clown world cherry on top of the sundae. Uh, Dr. Fauci, you know, the neutral nonpartisan, I don't have any political views. Oh, me? I've been in government for the last 40 years. I don't have any I don't have any political preferences. He just he just sent a fawning video message of congratulations to one of the most left-wing TV hosts on one of the most left-wing networks on cable.
0: I want to take this opportunity to offer you my hearty congratulations for 10 wonderful years at MSNBC in your show All In with Chris Hayes. It's been an absolute Pleasure to have been on your show so many times and had the opportunity to interact with you. You are really one of the best and a real pro. And besides, I'm still waiting to have the one on one pickup basketball game with you. We better do it soon, Chris, because you're getting kind of old now, and I don't want to have to completely outrun you in front of everybody. Again, congratulations, my friend. Uh-huh. Regis High School's own starting point god, Anthony Fauci, and he's right. We got to get that one-on-one game on before I have to retire from the sport.
1: We got to do it. Ha ha, zing, zing. It's nice that Fauci sent this clip in because I think Fauci is the only person who watches Chris Hayes on MSNBC, but it just shows you the slimy, listen here, I'm totally above politics. I mean, I'm a rabid partisan Democrat who's going on Chris Hayes' show a thousand times. Who would never even consider speaking to a conservative at this point. But listen to me. I'm the science. I'm the representative of science. No, of course not. It's not even, it's Fauci's fault that he lies, but it's not Fauci's fault that he's partisan. He's in public health. And health is the science part, but public is the political part. He's a politician. And there are a lot of politicians like Fauci who have totally twisted our government, and especially did it during COVID, but continue to do it. And they do it in the name of being neutral and nonpartisan. And I think as we move into a more, I won't say polarized, I'll say clarified political future. Those are the people that we've really got to look out for. My favorite comment yesterday is from Zach Farmer, who says, pretty hard to defend yourself against a crime that you're accused of when they won't tell you what law you broke. Very, very good point. Very astute observation. Because when Trump got his indictments, You saw 34 counts. You can see, oh, this little count, that little count. This was maybe a misdemeanor. This probably wasn't even a misdemeanor. But none of it rose to the level of a felony that that would be able to um, then prosecute. Because if it were just misdemeanors, the statute of limitations would have run out. So what the whole case hinges on is that Trump committed these misdemeanors, allegedly, in service of another crime. And that other crime, that's what makes it a felony and actionable. And what's that other crime? I don't know, but we'll figure it out. (laughs) Alvin Bragg hasn't totally, totally identified that yet, but he's totally, he's going to find a crime because he's found his criminal. He's found the guy that he's going to prosecute. Now he's just got to figure out the crime that he's going to prosecute him for. That's what's happening right now. Turning our attention away from the clown world of Chicago and New York down to Texas, I'm sorry to say. You know that teachers, they're not transing the kids. That's a right-wing crazy conspiracy theory. That's your wild, wacky uncle who watches too much conservative media. He thinks that that's happening. And the non-binary, transgender, Texas middle school teachers who are transing the kids in the classroom, they're very upset that you're talking about this.
0: So the conversation I talked about in my last video is a lot like a lot of the conversations I have about queerness and transness with my kids. Um, Because I work in a conservative area and I'm an out, non-binary trans teacher, I have to tread very lightly for fear of losing my job. And so a lot of times I put it in terms of hypotheticals with the kids. I say, oh, some people like to use this. When I talk about my title, Mix, I say, oh, it's just a third alternative to... Mr. Ms. that some people like to use. I let them kind of draw their own conclusions when it comes back to me while also keeping it general enough to not bring the heat on myself.
1: But she doesn't, obviously. She doesn't let them draw their own conclusions. This is what the libs always say. They always say, we, we don't teach students what to think. We just teach them how to think. But if, if a teacher instructs her students to address her as mix rather than misses or miss, you are teaching your student what to think. If you tell your students then mix, this made up word referring to a fake concept, you say mix is a third option for people who aren't totally male and aren't totally female, then what you are telling them is there is a third option, that there are people who aren't totally male and aren't totally female, and that's false that's not true. And this teacher should lose her job. I have nothing against this teacher in, personally, she seems, I don't know. I was going to say, she seems like a nice person. I'm not totally convinced of that. But I love her in as much as I love any other child of God. But people who are this confused about basic tenets of reality, not only have no right to, to teach children, but really, we have an obligation to prevent them from teaching our children. If you send your kid to this teacher's classroom, that teacher is going to be taught a lot of lies. That teacher's education is not going to be well served. So the next frontier for conservatives is, how do we prevent these people from teaching? Because I promise you, if that teacher were fired for not understanding basic aspects of reality, which is kind of the first job requirement of a teacher is you've got to understand basic stuff so that you can impart that wisdom to students. But if this teacher were fired, there would be some no- discrimination lawsuit because of the stupid Bostock decision from the Supreme Court. Thank you, Justice Gorsuch. You, you have people interpreting civil rights protections on the basis of sex as civil rights protections on the basis of gender identity, which ironically totally undercuts civil rights protections on the basis of sex. And this teacher would probably get a huge pay. I'd probably be able to keep her job. We need to change that law. We we cannot have a serious, sane, flourishing country in which the teachers are that lady. Now, maybe if she changes her mind, comes back to reality, then she can go back into the classroom. But as long as she is calling herself mix, as long as she identifies as trans pans, thank you, ma'am, she cannot be permitted to teach our kids. Forget about telling the, the five-year-olds, or I guess she's a middle school teacher, so telling the 11-year-olds that they ought to go on puberty blockers and cut off their genitals or whatever. Forget that. Just teaching them anything at all, her worldview is deeply wrong. And so whatever she teaches, if it in any way touches on these delusions that she has, that teaching is going to be wrong. And I know that in our modern culture, we focus on the transgender identifying people as the only victims in the world. And even when they're committing crimes, they're actually the victims. But students have the right to an education. Taxpayers have the right to, as they fund schools, fund schools that are teaching kids real things. Parents have the right to send their kids to go get a real education. Transgender identifying people do not have any right to the transgender identity because that identity isn't real. It's imaginary. And you don't have a right to things that are false and imaginary and wrong. You obviously don't have a right to things that are wrong. That's why it's called a right. But you're seeing this spread everywhere. There's a new bill in America's top hat up in Canada that would, in certain areas, outlaw transphobia.
0: Firstly, it enables the Attorney General to create a
1: 2S LGBT qi plus community safety zone to prohibit within a hundred meters of the property any homophobic transphobic act of intimidation threat offensive threats offensive remarks protest
0: disturbance and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the c- uh, criminal code it also comes with it a penalty of twenty five thousand dollars if prosecuted successfully
1: <laughs> so if you're if you're in one of the Anti-free speech zones, if you're in one of, forget even anti-free speech, if you're in one of the transgender protection zones, which I'm sure they're going to make the whole country, and you say, women are real <laughs> and men are not them, you'd be fined $25,000 according to this bill. Come into a locale near you, what's the direction of our country? We can point, and we say, that's crazy what's happening in Canada. That's crazy what's happening in the Netherlands. That's crazy what's happening in Belgium. I, th- I think of un- especially these issues of life and identity and culture. The assisted suicide, the abortion, the transing of everybody. The, you, we look at these other countries, we say, wow, we'll never get that far. Well, that's the direction we're going in. How, did, how is Joe Biden a worse president than, than Obama? Is that's the way the wind is blowing from the powerful people. You're seeing, it, and you're seeing increasing violence on the streets. I, I see it because I give these speeches, and I go to. I was just in Buffalo. I was just in Purdue. There was an Antifa presence there. Antifa—they are anti-fascists. They're really communists and anarchists, and they show up and they threaten political violence. They threaten terrorism to attack civilians in the furtherance of a political ideology, and. Uh, they, they show up and they scream. They, they're so unlikable that they've actually made enemies of prominent liberals. There was a video that went around. I, I just adore this video. It's Michael Rappaport, who is a very radical leftist comedian. And he hates Trump and he hates conservatives and he's a loudmouth about everything. But Michael Rappaport got into a fight with Antifa that became very vulgar, very fast.
0: You, you, nobody's going anywhere. Don't, don't make the mistake. the mistake. Don't make the mistake. Don't make the mistake. Don't make the mistake. What, mis- what mistake is that? I don't know where the f- you think you are. Don't make the mistake. Get the f- What mistake is that? <laughs> Why, are Why, are Why are you wearing a mask? Why are you wearing a mask? Get him out of here. Just, uh, elaborate on your feelings about the day. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic day. God, Yo, you it's the corner just corner looking
1: at Antifa, Antifa, wanna, looking back. You, you want
0: to walk around the corner with me? You want to walk around the corner with me? <laughs> do you want to walk around the corner with me? Not. Nah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. If not, Come walk around the corner with me. When there's nobody around. am trying out. to get yeah, f- yeah, yeah, trying to get you to come. Yeah. My yeah. I'll come around the corner with me. <laughs> and then I'll <laughs> you to the great
1: I bring up the clip, not only because it's very, very funny to watch two leftists attack each other. I I look at it as sort of the Iraq-Iran war. You know, I just want both sides to lose. But to show you the state of of political debate in America right now, (laughs) this is is pretty much where we're at. Yeah, you want to walk around the corner? What, so that I can blank your blank? Yeah, so that you can blank my blank, and then I'm going to blank your blank, and then uh, you can fill in the blanks, or probably it's wiser not to fill in the blanks. That's where we're at. That's the level of debate right now. <laughs> it's, it's not all that much different in the U.S. Congress compared to what this is. We're not exactly living in the 19th century Lincoln-Douglas-style debates here. <laughs> and we are seeing an increase in political violence. I've, I've seen it just myself. I tour all over the country giving speeches. I've done it now for, what, six, seven years? And you can see it increasing. Tensions are very, very hot. And the reason it's hot was actually the topic of my speech last night at UNC Greensboro, which is that, it's, it's one of the real dangers of transgenderism. The real danger of transgenderism, well, there's a lot of it. One, you're castrating little kids, that's horrible. And you're, you're encouraging pathologies that are associated with suicidality, that's awful. And you, you know, But the real ultimate problem is that it's divorced from reality. And when you divorce your political actions from reality, everything stops making sense. and It's not just that you'll confine it to this one area on sexual policy or on bathrooms or on, no, it all stops making sense. Because when you contradict reality, what you're saying is the universe is not really intelligible. Reason has no place in our political debates. All that matters is my willfulness. If I say that I'm a woman, well, dagnabbit, I am a woman and you can make all the reasoned arguments you want as to why I can't go into the women's bathroom, but I'm going in. That's my politics. It all breaks down to the point that you have criminals camping out in law enforcement buildings, in the police station, and the police aren't going to do anything about it. Because the, the law, the reason, the intelligibility of the universe, it all falls apart. And that's where we are. This is is the whole conclusion of 1984 by George Orwell. I know it's invoked a lot, but it's invoked a lot for a reason because it was prophetic. If the party can get you to say that 2 plus 2 equals 5, and especially if they can get you to believe that 2 plus 2 equals 5, and our ruling party has gotten a lot of our people to believe that 2 plus 2 equals 5, then they can do anything at all. And justice be damned. They'll, They'll go after their enemies. They'll defend their friends. They will persecute pro-life fathers. They'll let gangsters who maraud all over the country totally off the hook. That's where we are. There's a lot in play right now. You want to talk about our corrupt government? I'll, I'll give you a totally telling picture. I meant to get to this a few days ago. We have a little minute here at least to get to it now. Remember East Palestine, Ohio? Terrible chemical spill. And what did the federal government say? They said, oh, it's fine. It's fine. No, don't look at all the glistening rainbows in the water that are obviously from chemicals. Don't don't worry about how you're coughing and you're getting sick. No, no, we tested it. The air is fine. The water is fine. Nothing to see here. Move along, move along. So finally, federal investigators have gone down to investigate Ohio. And they have found out that the... Half of the crew, just a little under half of the crew from the CDC, has gotten sick. Members of the Epidemic Intelligence Service began feeling symptoms while surveying town residents' homes near contaminated areas. So the federal government comes in and they say, oh, it's fine. There's no problem here. Don't worry. you come down here. Oh, okay, that's fine. And then half the crew gets sick. They say, oh, yeah, well, no, that's probably just a coincidence. Anyway, move along. Move along. Now, the rest of the show continues now. We've got the bimborum segmentum. This is the most important time of the day when I get to hear from you and I insisted to Mr. Davies. I said, Mr. Davies, I know we're on the road. I know it's hard, but I want my iPad and I want to talk to the members of the Chaim de la Chim inner circle. If you're not a member yet, go to dailywire.com slash Knowles. Promo code Knowles. Get two months free on all annual plans. We'll see you over at the member block.